President Trump spends the day as a Democrat. He talks up President Obama's executive amnesty. He praises a Democratic senator. And then he cuts a ridiculous deal with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And he's happy about it. We will explain why, why everyone's going nuts, and what this means for the future. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This was always the danger of a guy who has no ideology being president of the United States, is that at a certain point, he'd just get frustrated with his own party and look for love in all the wrong places. That's sort of what's happened with President Trump. Who's to blame? Well, of course, Trump. But beyond Trump, obviously, Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, all these people bear some share of blame. And we'll discuss all of this. We'll discuss President Trump's rich and wild day yesterday when he became Democrat for a day to the cheers of Nancy Pelosi. But first, I want to say thank you to our friends over at Wink. So if you don't know anything about wine, you have a dinner party tonight and you don't know what wine to bring because, hell, you don't know what even these wine terms mean. That's why you have to go over to Wink.com and you have to take their little taste profile. You type in what sort of foods you like. They give you a quick quiz. It tells you what kind of wine is the best to pair with a particular meal. And then you can get their wine. It's created directly by them, and it is just terrific wine. Apparently, according to everybody in the office, we had a wine tasting here at the office. Everybody's been drunk ever since. I mean, every time I check in the broom closet, there's somebody with a bottle of Wink tipping it and, and just getting wildly drunk, which is why the production quality on the show has dropped so dramatically in recent months. But thank you to Wink anyway, because Wink is going to provide you right now with $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash Ben. That's trywink, spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com. Slash Ben, you get $20 off your first order right now. Again, that's trywink.com slash Ben. Never again do you have to bring the wrong wine to the party and be seen as the guy who brought the bottle of Manischewitz. Instead, you'll be bringing the best possible wine to the party. It'll be paired with the meal. Or if you're just having a loved one over and you want to pop open a bottle of wine, you want it to pair well with the meal, that's what trywink.com is for. Trywink.com slash Ben to get $20 off your first order. And uh, right now, you also get, uh, I, I believe... Uh, you get, yes, $20 off your first order as well. So make sure that you do that. Trywink.com slash Ben. All right, check that out. And that also lets them know we sent you. Okay, so Trump's big Democratic day. It's like Alexander's no good, very bad, horrible, terrible day, except that it's the president of the United States. And he decided yesterday that he was going to make his pivot. Right? Like Ross from Friends, he was going to take that couch and shove it up those stairs. It was time for a pivot. So President Trump, uh, he started off the day by campaigning with Heidi Heitkamp. Heidi Heitkamp is a Democratic senator from North Dakota. She's super vulnerable in this election cycle because North Dakota is a very red state. It's a state that President Trump won by some 35 points. This would be a good opportunity to knock off a Democratic senator now and maybe add to the Republican majority in the Senate, making it easier for Trump to pass his supposed priorities. Heidi Heitkamp has only voted with President Trump 50% of the time. I will note here that Senator Jeff Flake, who Trump has been absolutely hammering at every available opportunity, dropping the elbow on him from the third tier, okay, that guy has been voting with Trump 94% of the time. Heidi Heitkamp is a Democrat. She's voted with Trump 50% of the time. Trump goes to North Dakota with Heidi Heitkamp and proceeds to praise her for a campaign ad that she will most certainly use. Here is President Trump doing just that. These are great people. They work hard. They're for you 100%. And we just want their support because we need support. You see that with what's happening in Congress. Nobody can get anything through Congress. We need support. So thank you, Senator, Senator Heitkamp. Everyone's saying, what's she doing up here? But I'll tell you what, good woman. And I think we'll have your support. I hope we'll have your support. 
Good one. And thank okay, you great. very much. Uh, I'm so thank glad that he's now praising a Democratic senator in the midst of an election cycle where she is highly vulnerable, one of the most vulnerable Democratic senators. Now she's got that campaign ad. So he started off the day with that. Then he brought Ivanka out on stage. Ivanka, who is a Democrat, uh, he praised her. And then he, he said that she really wanted to come to North Dakota with him for some odd reason. Sometimes they'll say, you know, he can't be that bad a guy. Look at Ivanka. <laughs> now, come on up, honey. She's so good. She wanted to make the trip. She said, Dad, can I go with you? She actually said, Daddy, can I go with you? I like that, right? Daddy, can I go with you? I said, yes, you can. Where are you going? North Dakota. I said, oh, I like North Dakota. Hi, honey. That is an independent woman with national security Hi, North clearance. Dakota. basically in his cabinet. <laughs> Okay, in any case, uh, he starts off with all this. He's campaigning with Democrats, including his daughter, as well as Heidi Heitkamp. Also, it came out yesterday that Trump does not want Gary Cohn, who has been on his National Economic Council, to be Fed chair. Why? Because Gary Cohn was mean to him. You remember after Charlottesville, Gary Cohn said that Trump did not necessarily represent his views on race in America. Trump is very, very mad at him. All of this is to say, I want to set the predicate for the big move that happened yesterday. The big move that happened yesterday was Trump caving to Pelosi and Schumer on the debt ceiling, and I'll explain that in a second. But I first want to set the predicate here. The predicate here is that President Trump does not govern from policy. President Trump governs from his gut, and that means he governs from who he likes and who he doesn't. Heidi Heitkamp votes with him 50% of the time, but he likes her. She's a good woman. Ivanka, daughter, likes her. She calls him daddy. Terrific. Really likes her. Gary Cohn, very mean guy. Selected himself can't get a, an upper-level cabinet position, not because he's wrong, even though Gary Cohn is wrong and is basically a career Democrat, but that's not the reason Trump doesn't want to elevate him. It's because Gary Cohn was mean to him. Okay, There is a personal aspect to President Trump's decision-making when it comes to with whom he allies, and that is a problem. Okay, so the second thing that President Trump does yesterday is he continues to push forward his case on DACA. So he wants President Obama's executive amnesty enshrined permanently by Congress. I recall, I'm old enough to remember when he ran to the right of everyone in the Republican primaries and the general, he proclaimed that America was being victimized by immigrants, both legal and illegal. And he suggested that if we were a country without laws where we didn't deport people who violated the law, then we could not subsist as a country, right? That we would simply collapse as a country. Well, now he is saying that President Obama's executive amnesty is great policy. It's just that Obama did it the wrong way. He did it the wrong way. And this is what I want to point out here. A lot of Republicans are siding with him. Okay, a lot of Republicans are siding with him, but that is not buying his allegiance. Okay, so Paul Ryan yesterday came out and he said he thinks it's just great that Trump wants Congress to back down on the DACA thing and, and pass some form of executive amnesty, except this would be legislative amnesty. Here is Ryan praising Trump yesterday. So first, let me say, uh, President Obama was wrong to do it in the first place because he overstepped his constitutional bounds. We, the president and Congress, take an oath to support and defend the Constitution. So President Trump was right in his decision. He made the right call. I'm also encouraged by the fact that he gave us time to work out a consensus, to find a compromise, because um, these kids don't, for the most part, don't know any other home than the United States. Okay, so here's so Ryan, President, president Trump. He made the right call. It's just great. Now, the more honest take is the take from Ann Coulter, right? The take from Ann Coulter, who in Trump we trust, He's going to make a border wall. He's going to deport people. Now Coulter is tweeting out, possible 2020 slogan. I broke my promises, betrayed my friends, and used my office to help my family. But hey, at least I'm not Hillary. Woo! Brutal stuff from Ann Coulter. But here's the point. Ryan is praising Trump, and Democrats are ripping Trump over his 
over his revisions to DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, Obama's executive amnesty. Here is Democratic Senator uh, Markey uh, saying that, that Trump is actually like Pontius Pilate. He's like the murderer of Jesus. The president is acting like Pontius Pilate. He's just washing his hands of this mess, knowing that these are all innocent young people who are, are caught in a crossfire. And rather than being presidential, rather than standing up and saying that he will be the leader in working with the Republican Party to bring recalcitrant uh, conservative Republicans to the table to get a resolution, he's just walking away. Okay, so he's getting ripped by Democrats. Chuck Schumer also came out and ripped him. This is uh, good old Senate Minority Leader Chucky Schumer from, from New York ripping President Trump over DACA. I want to cut to the chase. President's decision, the president's decision to end DACA was heartless and it was brainless. If this order stands, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of families will be ripped apart. Tens of thousands of American businesses will lose hardworking employees. Okay, so remember what We're I just said. About okay, what I just said is that President Trump's policymaking is largely driven by his personal like or dislike for particular politicians. There you see Paul Ryan praising President Trump and Chuck Schumer ripping President Trump. And yet yesterday, the person that Trump sided with was Chuck Schumer and not Paul Ryan. So what happened to my theory? What happened to my theory? The theory that if President Trump likes you, he's going to treat you nicely. And if he doesn't like you, then he's going to go after you. Wouldn't that suggest that President Trump would side with Paul Ryan? Well, not so fast. I'll explain why that didn't happen in just a second. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsors over at Tracker. So I can tell you that at home, it has been a, a running source of both amusement and pain that my wife is constantly losing her cell phone. I am constantly losing my keys and my wallet. And that was all true until we got Tracker. Tracker is a device that allows you to find your wallet, your keys, your, your cell phone. Even if your cell phone, the ringer is set to off, you can use the device to actually override that and your phone will ring no matter where you left it. So you left it in the, in the off position, uh, and so you're afraid, okay, I'll call my phone, but it won't, I, I won't be able to locate it anyway. Well, the tracker actually overrides that. What you do is you get the little tracker, which looks like a little coin-sized device, you put it on your keychain, and then you install the program on your phone, and when you hit the device on your keychain, then it immediately overrides your ringer on your phone, and it starts ringing on your phone, and that allows you to find your phone. You're never going to lose the objects that you need to find ever again. You're not going to have to spend 15 minutes looking for your stuff before you run out the door. If you lose anything, Tracker it gives you the ability to find it. Tracker Pixel is the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. You put it on whatever you tend to lose, and it is small enough to fit anywhere. Go to thetracker.com slash Ben, thetracker.com slash Ben. It's thetracker, T-R-A-C-K-R dot com slash Ben to get 20% off any order. That's thetracker dot com slash Ben for 20% off thetracker.com slash Ben. You get 20% off your order. It will save your marriage. It will save your life. Uh, you, there's a hurricane and you got to grab your keys and you got to get out of there. Well, now's the time for you to have Tracker on your phone. Make sure that you get everything you need. Thetracker.com slash Ben. Use the slash Ben also so that they know that we sent you. Okay, so again, my theory was that President Trump is driven largely by personal animus or liking for particular people. But I just showed you clips of Paul Ryan praising Trump and Chuck Schumer ripping Trump. So why was it that yesterday, in the third big move of the day, President Trump announced that he was going to sign what they call a, a, a debt ceiling relief package. Okay, He was going to raise the debt ceiling, and he was going to lump in Hurricane Harvey relief 
with the debt ceiling and who's only going to increase the debt ceiling by three months. So first, you have to understand what the debt ceiling is. What the debt ceiling is, it allows the government to borrow more money in order to pay off debts that we have already incurred. So we have to continually service our debt. We have $20 trillion in debt in the United States. That means that we are being charged interest. We have bondholders, people who have bonds we have to pay off, and we have to borrow money in order to do that. If Congress doesn't raise the debt ceiling, the executive branch has no more capacity to borrow money, and then they have to start cutting back on some of the things they're implementing. They may have to cut off Social Security checks. They may have to in tap emergency funds. Okay, So every few months, the debt ceiling comes up because we spend so much damn money in this country. And what the Republicans wanted here was they wanted a debt ceiling increase that would take us beyond the next election cycle. Because here's the way it works. Every time there's a debt ceiling, then the party that is opposite of the president tries to use the debt ceiling as a way of ramming through its own policies. So you remember Republicans did this with Obama repeatedly. They would say, okay, the debt ceiling is coming up. We want a concession on spending in order for us to raise the debt ceiling. That's what sequestration was. If you want us to raise the debt ceiling, you're going to have to cut spending. And then Obama said, okay, well, I'll do that, but only if you also cut military spending. And Republicans idiotically said, okay. So... The debt ceiling is always used as a point of leverage for people against the president of the United States in order to get him to do things that he wouldn't otherwise want to do. So Republicans said, well, how about this? How about we do one of two things? Either we do just a clean debt ceiling increase for 18 months and we wrap in the Hurricane Harvey relief, or we do the Hurricane Harvey relief separately, right? That has to get done no matter what. We shouldn't hold that up with debt ceiling discussions. Let's just pass that as a clean package. And then we'll have a talk about debt ceiling relief and we'll force the Democrats to shut down the government because if the Democrats refuse to increase the debt ceiling, then there is essentially a government shutdown. And when that happens, then the, the Democrats pay the brunt of that. Like say that the Democrats say, let's have a, let's have a government shutdown over building the wall. Republicans say, really? They're going to shut down all government services because they don't want to protect your security? Right? The debt ceiling discussion goes usually in the president's favor. So Usually it's used as a holdup by Congress, but the president usually wins the conversation. That's usually how this works. Well, right now, the Republicans were saying, let's make the debt ceiling conversation about 18 months, put it past the election so we don't have to have this fight during a midterm year. And or perhaps what we should do is we should pass Hurricane Harvey relief clean, and then we'll have the debt ceiling discussion in the context of other legislation Democrats want to hold up. Trump comes in the room. Okay, It's Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. They feel like they have the upper hand in this discussion. They have majorities in both houses. Trump comes in the room. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are there, and Trump basically turns to Ryan and McConnell, and he says, screw you guys. We're going to do Harvey relief, and we're going to do a three-month debt ceiling increase. Okay, increasing the debt ceiling at all, for my money, is always a mistake. We should be looking at cuts every time we raise the debt ceiling. But not only that, a three-month debt relief package, a debt ceiling package, only takes us to December. And Trump just signaled that he's willing to give Democrats anything they want whenever they hold up the debt ceiling. So that means he's probably not going to get anything this year, right? If Democrats want to hold something up, they'll hold something up because Trump basically just signaled that whatever Democrats want, he'll do it. He didn't even negotiate. I mean, that's what the stories are saying here. And Nancy Pelosi came in and she didn't even expect this. Schumer didn't expect this. They came in and they were expecting to go back and forth with Trump and maybe they come up with a six-month debt ceiling increase and in return they give the Hurricane Harvey funding. But they certainly weren't expecting a three-month debt ceiling increase, so we have to fight this again in three months. And then Democrats can use the debt ceiling as leverage in order to fight back on his immigration proposal. This means basically no funding for the wall is probably a good, a good bet. It also means it's going to be very difficult to pass tax reform because obviously Trump has no stomach to fight the Democrats on this stuff. Okay, so what happened here? Right, again, for the third time, my theory was that Trump was going to side with the people he likes and against the people that he doesn't. So what happened? Why didn't he side with Paul Ryan? 
Okay, so to understand this, first of all, I think that a little history is necessary. I want to point out that Donald Trump knows full well that when you cave to Democrats on the debt ceiling, you're doing something wrong. Here are some of his flashback tweets. This, is, uh, this would be 17, 18, and 19. Uh, so this is Trump's tweet from back in 2013. Quote, I cannot believe the Republicans are extending the debt ceiling. I am a Republican, and I am embarrassed. And then he tweeted, again, there's an old Trump tweet for every occasion. Then he tweeted, why do the Republicans always negotiate against themselves in public? Watching them operate these fiscal negotiations is painful. Okay, and then again, he tweeted, the worst negotiators in history, otherwise known as Republicans, have just offered to suspend debt ceiling for four months. Pathetic. He didn't even worse, right? He offered to suspend it for three months. Hey, uh, there's always an old Trump tweet that, that comes back to haunt him. But Trump came out yesterday and he was happy dappy do over this deal, like overjoyed over this deal. Here was President Trump yesterday coming out after he makes this deal with Schumer and Pelosi. And he says, listen, everyone was happy. It was just great. I had a great bipartisan meeting with Democrat and Republican leaders in Congress, and I'm committed to working with both parties to deliver for our wonderful, wonderful citizens. It's about time. We had a great meeting with Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and uh, the whole Republican leadership group. And I'll tell you what, we walked out of there, Mitch and Paul and everybody, Kevin, and we walked out and everybody was happy. Not too happy, because you can never be too happy but they were happy enough. And it was nice to see that happen. Yeah, everyone was really happy, right? Okay, here's Mitch long. McConnell being happy. Um, we, in the meeting down the White House, as I indicated, the president agreed with Senator Schumer and Congresswoman Pelosi to do a three-month uh, CR and a debt ceiling into December. And that's what I will be offering based on the president's decision uh, to the bill, and then we'll try to get 60 votes and move forward. Okay, so he looks like a real happy camper there, Mitch McConnell. Everyone is very happy. Trump says, listen, when it comes to raising the debt ceiling, we're always going to agree on that. We'll always agree on raising the debt ceiling. We had a very good meeting with uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Uh, we agreed to a uh, three-month extension on debt ceiling, which they consider to be sacred, very important. Always will agree on debt ceiling. Uh, automatically because of the importance of it. Also in the CRs uh, and also in Harvey, which now we're going to be adding something because of what's going on in Florida. We had a very good meeting. We uh, essentially came to an, a, a deal. Okay, his entire... And I think the deal... Okay, Trump's entire shtick here, his own, his own Secretary of the Treasury said he was going for an 18-month debt ceiling increase. His own Secretary of the Treasury, he apparently cut him off in the middle of the sentence and said, I want to go with Chuck and Nancy on this. Okay, so why? So why? Well, I think first we have to acknowledge a plain fact about President Trump. President Trump was always going to work with Democrats. He always wanted to work with Democrats. In fact, he sort of prefers to work with Democrats because he cares what Democrats think. Okay, he's not just driven by personal animus against Ryan and McConnell. There are a few other things we have to know. Number one, Trump is not fond of his job. He doesn't actually like being president very much. When I say this, I don't mean that he doesn't like serving the American people. He may very well like that. But the aspect of his job that he doesn't like clearly is the negotiation. It is all the stuff he said he was going to be great at. He doesn't actually like that stuff. What he thought is he thought he was going to be able to live the life that Grover Norquist promised him, the life where he would sit in the White House and Mitch and Paul, they would do all the hard work, and then he would just be able to sit back and the bills would flow across his desk and he would sign them. This was the life he was promised, and this is not the life he received. We would win and we'd win and we'd win so much because it would all be easy, right? He would just sit there and he'd sign things that came across his desk. And then it turns out he has a fractious caucus. 
McConnell and Ryan can't get their act together. The Republicans can't get their act together. And he's angry at that. He doesn't like that. That's not totally unjustified. Everyone in the Republican caucus is, is very frustrated with the divisions inside the Republican caucus. But he had expectations that were not fulfilled. The expectation was going to be that his job was going to be easy. It's not easy. He doesn't want to do the negotiation and the wheeling and the dealing. He's never been that good of a negotiator. I mean, this is the dirty little secret about President Trump. He has never been a good negotiator. Look at the deals that he's made in business in the past. Okay, he radically overpaid for Trump Airlines, to take one example. But he's never been known, even in the real estate community, as a great deal maker. He's been known as a fantastic brander. And that's what he's good at, is branding things, but not negotiations. And so he's upset with the Republicans. He's upset with Ryan and McConnell in a way he's not upset with Schumer and Pelosi. Because he had no expectations from Schumer and Pelosi that they were ever going to work with him or be nice to him. But he thought that Ryan and McConnell should be going around basically kissing his ass all day long and then passing bills that he can sign. These were their two jobs, and they fulfilled neither of them. Right? Remember that back in 2016, Trump had to be convinced not to help Paul Nalen primary Paul Ryan in 2016. Right? Breitbart was pushing him very hard to do it, and Trump was very, really on the verge of doing it. And then Trump backed off of it because Mike Pence basically stepped in. Okay, another relevant fact to this, okay, Trump does care what Democrats think. He does care what they think. And one of the great lies that's been told about President Trump is that he's a, a man of power and toughness who doesn't care what anyone thinks about him. Absolute horse nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Okay, he's a very insecure guy. Again, this is not a rip on him. This is just an analysis of his personality, which you need to understand in order to know why he's doing what he's doing. President Trump is not a secure dude. Okay? President Trump is the kind of guy where when, I think it was uh, Vanity Fair magazine, a guy who now works at Vanity Fair, used to work over at like Mad Magazine, used to make fun all the time of Trump's hand size. Trump used to send him pictures of his hand and circle them and write not small in gold marker on them. Okay, Trump is not a very secure man. And that means that he cares deeply what Democrats think. You have to understand where Trump came from in order to get this. Okay, Trump is considered a nouveau riche by the people who are sort of the Manhattan upper crust elite. He was, he was considered sort of the boor at the dinner party, right? He was the ugly American at the, at the nice dinner parties in New York. He was this brash guy who was going to stroll in and take over the dinner party, the obnoxious American who's going to wipe his nose with his tie in the middle of dinner, right? And Trump always hated that. He always wanted to be taken seriously by this crowd. It's why he still does interviews with Maggie Haberman over at the New York Times, right? It's not because he loves Maggie Haberman personally, per se. It's because he does care what the New York Times thinks of him. That's the newspaper that he reads. So he cares what Democrats think. He cares what Schumer and Pelosi think. He likes Schumer and Pelosi. In fact, he said back in 2016 that he liked Schumer and Pelosi. Here is Trump back in 2016 saying exactly this. That I'm going to be able to get along with Pelosi. I think I'm going to be able to. I've always had a good relationship with Nancy Pelosi. I've never had a problem. Reed's going to be gone. I always had a decent relationship with Reed, although lately, obviously, I haven't been dealing with him, so he'll actually use my name as the ultimate, uh, you know, as the ultimate of the billionaires in terms of, uh, you know, people you don't want. But I always had a great relationship with Harry Reed. And frankly, if I weren't running for office, I'd be able to deal with her. I'd be able to deal with Reed. I'd be able to deal with anybody. But I I think I'd be able to get along very well with uh, with Nancy Pelosi and just about everybody. Hey, look, I think I'll be able to get along well with Schumer, Chuck Schumer. I was always very good with Schumer. I was close to Schumer in many ways. And, you know, it's important that you get along. It's wonderful to say you're a maverick and you're going to stand up and you're going to close up the country and all of the things. But you got to get somebody to go along with you. You know, you have a lot of people. We have a system. The founders created no the system. Here, right? This is 2016. He was saying all of this. In the middle of 2016, he actually said, if the Republicans lose the Senate, but I become president, I'm fine with that. I'll work with Democrats. He said that at the time. We pointed it out in the middle of the election cycle. No shocker here. 
No shocker, he cares what Schumer and Pelosi think. He wants to work with Schumer and Pelosi. He thinks it makes him look cool to work with Schumer and Pelosi. The New York Times will like him more if he works with Schumer and Pelosi. I'll explain more what the biggest problem here is, and it's not even Trump, okay? Because I think that Trump can be given incentives to move back in the right column here. But I want to explain what I, the, the, the real kicker to all of this. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsors over at ProFlower. So right now, you want to surprise a loved one. You want to surprise your wife or your, or your girlfriend, or your husband. Uh, hopefully, you don't have all three of those at the same time. But if you, if you want to surprise your loved one with a nice bouquet of flowers, then go over to proflowers.com right now. You get 20% off of any of their unique summer rose bouquets or any other bouquet of $29 or more. Their colorful rainbow roses are always a hit if you aren't sure what to send somebody. I've sent my wife these every time I go on a lecture on the road. I send my wife flowers from ProFlowers to remind her that I'm thinking about her and not just thinking about whatever speech I'm giving that night. Pro Flowers bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days. They actually stay fresh longer than the stuff you get at the grocery store. They are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days, or they give you your money back, and you control the delivery date, so you can say when they should arrive. They give you more bloom for your buck, big, beautiful flowers with more stems for your money. You can buy a vase that comes with it. They're great about replacing things if they're broken. One time we ordered something from Pro Flowers. The vase was broken. We let them know, and they immediately sent us a replacement. It was just terrific. You get 20% off summer roses or any other bouquet of $29 or more. Go to proflowers.com. Use my code BENSHOW at checkout. That's code BENSHOW at checkout. Again, that's proflowers.com. Use the promo code BENSHOW at checkout. It will make somebody's day, uh, and so you, you, should, you should totally do it. They're a great service. I was using ProFlowers, by the way, long before they were actually a sponsor, so I, I, this is an enthusiastic endorsement. Proflowers.com. Use that promo code BENSHOW. Also, that lets them know that we sent you, plus you get the 20% 20 off any bouquet of $29 or more. Okay, so Chuck Schumer, by the way, has been saying the same thing about Trump. So Trump was saying... I would love to make sweet political love to the Democrats. And, and the Democrats, even for the past few weeks, have been saying, you know, we'd work with Trump if he would just stop being so extreme. If he just stop being so extreme. Here was Chuck Schumer saying this just a few weeks ago. If he changes, he could have a different presidency. But he's going to have to tell the Freedom Caucus and the hard right special wealthy interests who are dominating his presidency, but he didn't campaign for them. He campaigned on the opposite. He's going to have to tell them he can't work with them. And we'll, be, we'll, we'll certainly look at his proposals, but it's going to be guided by our values. On the one hand, we're not going to oppose things because the name Trump is on it. But we're not going to uh, compromise our values away and help the well-to-do and hurt the middle class and the poorer people. That's what he's been doing so far. Okay, so here's the thing, right? It was all set up for this. The big thing here is that Trump's base is going to go along with him. This is the change, right? This is what's different. There were lots of Republicans who would have worked with Democrats. There are lots of Republicans who would have, who would have caved in exactly the same ways. Jeb Bush would have done exactly what was being done here, maybe even less, right? Jeb Bush probably would have, would have actually stood up to Pelosi and Schumer more strongly here. But the idea that this is Trump being strong, this is Trump being powerful, this is Trump being a negotiator, absolute nonsense. He, he, he bent over for Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi yesterday on the debt ceiling. Okay, when John Boehner did this, I'm old enough to remember, when John Boehner did this with Barack Obama, we reamed him. This is the second time in the last six months that Republicans have gone along with the Democratic program. You remember just a few months ago, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, they went along with a Democratic $1.1 trillion budget that did not even include cuts to funding to Planned Parenthood or, or funding for the border wall. You remember, we've done this already. And Trump said, don't worry, we'll have that fight in September. Now it's September. Are we going to have that fight in September? No, we're not. Now he says, oh, we'll have that fight in December. Hmm, will we? Interesting. Okay, why is he getting away with this? Why is Trump getting away with this? He's getting away with this because there are a lot of members of Trump's base who are fine with this. 
Trump is in a very comfortable situation. A CNN poll that came out a few weeks ago, 61% of Republicans, 61% of Republicans say that he will not lose their support no matter what he does. Okay, this is not you being a good conservative. If you believe this about any human being, it's not about principle anymore, it's about personal loyalty. Trump knows that there are a bunch of, I mean, I'm seeing it on Twitter. I'm seeing it on the comments to my own piece. You just don't understand the 72 degree MAGA underwater, hungry, hungry hippos backgammon chess game that Trump is playing here. No, it's not a chess game. You are just not willing to acknowledge that President Trump is making caves to Pelosi and Schumer, not out of strategic necessity, but because it's something that he wants to do, because Trump was never that conservative. Now, are you right to be angry with Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan? See, here's, here's the justification that I'm hearing today. The justification that I'm hearing today from a lot of people is, what do you expect Trump to do? He wants to get stuff done. Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, they're not sending bills to his desk. What do you want him to do? Totally fair to say that Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan should be spent sending bills to his desk. I fail to understand, however, how the legitimate alternative to that is caving to Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Explain to me that one. Explain to me all the people who said that it was so important to defeat Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, and that's why we all had to vote Trump. I need it explained to me why it is that it is so important that Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan provide legislation to Trump's desk that Trump must do deals with Pelosi and Schumer. Isn't it possible that maybe he just shouldn't do deals with anyone? And maybe it'd be better if he didn't. I, th I thought that was the whole premise here, was that it was important to stop the Democratic agenda, not that it was important to forward the Democratic agenda if the Republican agenda wouldn't be forwarded by Republicans in Congress. The dirty little secret here is that, again, reactionary politics is infusing and infecting the right. Okay, so the right is, was reacting against Hillary Clinton when they picked the guy they thought could hit hardest in Trump. Understandable. Now, a lot of the Trump supporters are reacting not against Schumer and Pelosi, legitimate political enemies, they're reacting against McConnell and Ryan because the idea here is that McConnell and Ryan are the real enemies. Now, they've forgotten why McConnell and Ryan are the enemies, right? They've forgotten that McConnell and Ryan are the bad guys because they caved to Schumer and Pelosi. So the logic now goes like this. McConnell, Ryan, absolute cucks, these people. They just cave to the Democrats all the time, these cuck, terrible cowards. How dare they? They're constantly caving to Democrats. And that's why we need Trump because he'll stand up. And then Trump... But Trump is good because he's caving to Pelosi and, and Schumer. And if Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan said no to Trump, then they'd be standing in the way of Trump. And that would make them cucks, you understand? So if they support Pelosi and Schumer, they're cucks. And if they don't support Pelosi and Schumer and Trump, then they're cucks. You get how this works? I don't because it doesn't make any sense, okay? There's no logical sense there when you attach principle to the discussion. But if principle's out the window, if we're just so mad at Ryan and McConnell that anything that humiliates Ryan and McConnell is good, then what Trump did is good. It would have been bad if Hillary did it, of course. But if Trump does it, it's fine because Trump's doing it exactly to humiliate Ryan and McConnell. And you never know, maybe by doing this, may, here's the 4D chess move, maybe he'll force McConnell and Ryan to actually move to the right. Now, here is the, the kicker to all of this, okay, to this particular logic. I was thinking about this a lot this morning because I was thinking, hey, maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. Maybe the goal here is that Trump is moving with Democrats because he wants to force McConnell and Ryan to get their act together and provide him legislation that he can sign. And if they won't do it, I'll go to the other side. Maybe that's what's going on, except this neglects the key point of the entire Trump campaign. Okay, the key point of the entire Trump campaign, which I will tell you in just one second. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsors over at LendingTree. Okay, over at LendingTree, the average LendingTree customer saves $20,000 over the life of their loan. Most people, when they go for a mortgage, they're just going to look at one place that grants a mortgage. They're not going to look at a bunch. They're not going to look at a list of places. They're not going to look for competitive offers. They go to a friend or family. They say, where'd you get your mortgage? 
Who's your mortgage agent? And then they go and talk to that one guy. That's not a recipe designed for ensuring a, a low-cost mortgage. Right now, if you go to, the, to LendingTree.com, the average LendingTree customer can save $20,000 over the life of their loan. That's average, okay? So that means a lot of people get a bigger discount than $20,000 over the life of their loan. It's a very easy process. You go to their website, you type in some basic information about your property and uh, some basic background information about you, and then it will give you an entire list It'll give you a huge list of all of the all of the lenders who want to give you offers. Okay, it takes you like three minutes. You can get up to five real offers from America's top lenders, and you can compare them side by side for free. It's like shopping for flights online, only you're shopping for the best mortgage offers for you. If you're not sure that you have the best mortgage deal, and we're talking tens of thousands of dollars here, folks, you need to find out how much you can save today at LendingTree.com slash Ben. That's LendingTree.com slash Ben. Again, it's LendingTree.com slash Ben. LendingTree LLC, NMLS number 1136. Terms and conditions do apply. So make sure you go over to LendingTree before you get your mortgage because that is going to ensure you get the best one. By the way, there's a good chance that your bank is already working with LendingTree. So it's not a bunch of no-name lenders. It's, it's big-name lenders as well. Okay, so here is the point and why the logic falls apart as far as Trump is going to put pressure. He's going to put pressure on the Republicans by working with Schumer and Pelosi. The entire premise of Donald Trump's campaign is that Ryan and McConnell were weaklings who wanted to work with Schumer and Pelosi. That was the entire premise. We can't trust the Republicans not to cave. So now your suggestion is the Republicans are going to get so scared of Trump caving to Schumer and Pelosi that, he is going, that they are going to start passing conservative legislation. Do you really believe that? You really think that's true? Or is it more likely that what's going to happen here is McConnell is just going to go along for the ride because now he doesn't get blamed for lefty policy. McConnell and Ryan don't get blamed for anything now. Trump just got rid of their responsibility for being conservative. They don't have to be conservative. Now they can just point to Trump and say, hey, I'm going along with the big guy. Right? In the end, the president of the United States has to be the driver, particularly when he runs as an anti-establishment guy who's going to bring the conservative wood to people like Ryan and McConnell. Ryan and McConnell have no interest in pushing conservative legislation counter to what Trump is doing here. They're willing to go along for the ride. And this was the problem with electing somebody who has no, no ideological bent. Again, this is not a rip on people who voted for Trump over, over Hillary. It's not at all. I understand the logic and it still holds. But it holds less when the president of the United States is now mimicking Hillary Clinton in these deals. Okay, the deal that, that Trump just signed with Pelosi and Schumer yesterday is absolutely no different from anything that Hillary Clinton would have signed with Schumer and Pelosi yesterday. That doesn't mean everything Trump has done is Schumer and Pelosi, is, uh, is Hillary. Obviously not. But the point is that if Trump does make this pivot over to Schumer and Pelosi, and it looks like he's enjoying this pivot, then we got a serious problem. And I will give you another indicator that we have a serious problem. But first, you're going to have to go over to dailywire.com right now and subscribe. For $9.99 a month, you get the rest of this show live. You get the rest of Michael Knowles' show live. You get the rest of Andrew Clavin's show live. We have three great shows. You get all of them live. Plus, when we post them later, the ads are cut out of the show, so you can watch them ad-free. Also, you get our website ad-free as well. So all of these great things. Plus, you get to be part of my mailbag, which we are doing tomorrow and which you will enjoy thoroughly. We will answer all of your life's questions. It will be just great. Also, if you want to get the annual subscription, $99 for the annual subscription, and you get this magnificent leftist tears hot or cold tumbler, the greatest of all tumblers. This tumbler will make your life better in every conceivable way. It also makes julienne fries. It is just incredible. This leftist tears hot or cold tumbler, and you get that with the annual subscription. So go over to dailywire.com right now and check it out. Or you just want to listen later, go over to iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure that you leave us a review and subscribe. We always appreciate it. We are the largest and fastest growing podcast in the United States.
should have said conservative podcast, by the way. Okay, so here is the so uh, I, I, here is the the latest indicator that President Trump uh, is is actually this isn't just a fake move. This is actually real trouble. So this morning, President Trump tweets out this. Okay, this is uh, this is twenty. Uh, President Trump tweets out that uh, the he says, quote, for all of those DACA that are concerned about your status during the six month period, you have nothing to worry about. No action. So what he means by this, presumably, is that if you are a person who has been granted sort of temporary amnesty under DACA, we're not going to move to deport you. Right? They, they, there are a lot of people on the left who are confused by this, suggesting that Trump wasn't saying you need to go renew. You do need to go to renew if you, if you want to renew. But Trump tweets this out. And then the news breaks from Heather Cagle and a bunch of other people in the media. Source tells me Nancy Pelosi called Trump this morning, asked him to tweet this. Yes, you heard that correctly. Nancy Pelosi legitimately asked Donald Trump to tweet something, and Donald Trump went ahead and then tweeted it. Okay, that is where we are right now. So no one could control Donald Trump's Twitter feed except for Nancy Pelosi. No one could control it. John Kelly couldn't control it. Reince Priebus couldn't control it. Javanka couldn't control it. No one could control it except for Nancy Pelosi. This is a quote from Nancy Pelosi this morning. Quote, I was telling my colleagues, this is what I asked the president to do. And boom, 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 the tweet appeared. First of all, Nancy Pelosi should never say boom, boom, boom. But the point is that she asked Trump to do this, and Trump did it. And Trump's loving it. He's enjoying it. This is the guy Trump wanted to be. Someone suggested that what Trump actually wanted to, wanted to be was, was sort of mayor of New York. Mayor of New York works with Democrats. Mayor of New York gets to be very brash, gets to be uh, Ed Koch. And I think there's some truth to that. That's sort of how he's running this thing. And listen to this. Okay, are you ready for this? Nancy Pelosi, this is a quote from Huffington Post. Nancy Pelosi says Trump promised her he would sign the DREAM Act. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi said Thursday, President Trump told her on two occasions he supports and would sign a bill to give legal status to young undocumented immigrants who came to the U.S. as children. We made it very clear in the course of the conversation that the priority was to pass the DREAM Act. Obviously, it has to be bipartisan. The president supports that. He would sign it, but we have to get it passed. So Trump is pledging to do exactly what Ann Coulter did not want him to do, exactly what he said he would not do. Why is he doing all of that? Because Trump does not have any ideology. Trump wants to get things done. He doesn't care what those things are. All of the talking points that were used for why Trump was going to be a great president, because he wants to get things done, because he's non-ideological, there are costs to having a non-ideological president. There are serious costs. And if you think that this makes Mitch McConnell sad, if you think that Mitch McConnell's really upset about this, then why is Mitch McConnell going along with the debt ceiling deal? He could stop it. He's the head of the Senate. He has a legitimate lawmaking authority. Paul Ryan could stop it too. None of them are going to stop it. And by the way, for all the people who are suggesting that, you know, there's no reason for conservatives to be upset today, I'm going to use the old test that so many people have been using for the last two years. Does it, does it give the media the sads or does it make the media happy? Are the media sad or happy, right? This is, this is what we've been told this is the great appeal of President Trump is that no matter what he does, it gives the media the sads. Okay, I want to show you Dana Bash from CNN. Hates President Trump. Thinks President Trump's the worst. Thinks the Republicans suck. Okay, here is Dana Bash from CNN. I want you to look at the faces of the other people on set, if you can see it. If not, I will explain it to you. Okay, here is Dana Bash on the set of CNN. She cannot contain her glee. What happened is that the president completely surprised everybody, uh, the Republicans and the Democrats, by effectively ignoring the, the pleas from Republicans to go, Republican leaders in Congress, to go along with what they thought was a plan 
to push for an extension, first of all, at the most, uh, excuse me, at the very least, 18 months for the debt limit. Uh, because they thought tactically and then just policy and politically, all of the, for all those reasons, that they would want to kind of kick it down past the next election. Well, the president not only said no to that, I am told by a source who was familiar with the meeting, then the Republicans said, okay, 12 months, no. Okay, six months, no. Democrats were firm on saying three months and that's it. And we'll tie it to the uh, relief for Hurricane Harvey. And the president said, okay, deal. At that point, the Republican leader, the majority leader, Mitch McConnell, said, okay, well, if we're going to do that, let's at least extend the funding for the government so that we have it all in one package. And I was told that the Republican leaders were shell-shocked. They didn't expect it. Certainly the Democrats didn't expect it. Uh, they thought that they were just going to come out with a kind of agreeing to disagree situation, which they usually do. Uh, and that's not what happened at all. Look how happy she is, okay? Look how happy all the other panelists are. Everyone's happy. You know, when Trump said everyone's happy, he shouldn't mean the media. Remember, these are the fake news. This is the fake news media. This is CNN. They're the worst. These are the people that he tackles gifts of, right? And there's Dana Bash just chortling it up. Now, you would expect conservatives might pick up on this and say, well, maybe Trump should back off of this sort of thing if he's pleasing the Democrats and the media and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are happy to happy to do. No. Okay, so I want to show you what I think is the, the most indicative clip of how a lot of Republicans responded to Trump's day as a Democrat yesterday. And this is the most troubling thing. This is what I was always afraid of. I was afraid of the soul-sucking of the Republican Party away from conservatism and toward whatever Trump wanted to do because the glow, the afterglow, the almost post-sexual afterglow of defeating Hillary Clinton meant Trump could do whatever he wanted. Lou Dobbs, okay, Lou Dobbs, who is a border hawk of border hawks, right? He's Ann Coulter, except he's old and male, okay? Lou Dobbs, he, he was, I remember when he was a fiscal conservative, Lou Dobbs. Okay, here is Lou Dobbs talking about the debt ceiling deal that Trump just cut. And look what he's saying, okay? This is totally, it, it's amazing. I like Lou, but this is amazing. The president not only took Rhino Ryan to the woodshed, but eliminated any need for any Republican to ever pretend again that Ryan is a real Republican in any way, or that any Rhino has a political future after Mr. Trump simply booted the hapless fool of a speaker out of the way of those trying to get the nation's business done. What? What now? Say, what? Huh? Does that mean if Obama cuts that exact same deal with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, then Ryan is the hero for stopping it and, and the sucker and the rhino for going along with it. But if Trump makes the deal with Schumer and Pelosi, we booted that rhino right off the road. I mean, look at that. No one ever has to pretend that Ryan's a rhino again. You know, if that, if that rhino Ryan weren't really a rhino, he would have just said, find it, Pelosi and Schumer. What in the world? What in the world? Why not just make Nancy Pelosi president? Then you'd really show that Paul Ryan guy a thing or two. Why not give her power in the House? You really want to screw with Paul Ryan? That dude's speaker. Nancy Pelosi's just the House minority leader. If, if Trump really wants to show that he hates rhinos, he should make Nancy Pelosi speaker of the House. That's what he should do. He should make sure the Republicans lose their elections in 2018. Wouldn't that show that jackass Ryan? My goodness. I mean, come on, that Ryan pansy rhino jerk. What in the world? Okay, again, I thought the opposition to Ryan was based on the fact that Ryan is too soft on Democrats not on the fact that he's just a guy whose last name is Ryan. Like, what? I mean, I was talking to somebody last night, and I said, basically, Republicans now break down into three groups. Okay, here are the three groups of Republicans. Republicans who care about policy. Okay, these are people who have disagreed about Trump. Okay, I care about policy. Ann Coulter cares about policy. 
There are a bunch of people who disagree on all these issues who care about policy, but we're all one group. Then there's a second group of people, people who don't care about policy at all and will just kiss Trump's ass no matter what he does. Okay, I think we all know who those people are. And then there's a third group of people who pretend that they're members of group one but are actually members of group two. Right, people who pretend that they're principled, but they're actually people who will just follow Trump anywhere. Okay, following Trump anywhere means that you are not providing any incentive for him to move back in the right lane. If you're a conservative and you think that Trump is going to move back right because you're praising him for working with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, what exactly is the check here? Ooh. Okay, time for a couple of quick things I like, quick things I hate, and then the big idea, and we'll cram it all in in the next two and a half minutes. Aha. Okay, so time for some things I like. So uh, I, God help us, I'm actually going to say a thing that I like is the Michael Moles show. So congratulations to our own Michael Moles for the first time he's done something I like. What did Michael Moles do on his podcast? Well, he had me on yesterday. So if you want to go listen to a, a great interview, he's actually a really good interview on Michael. Uh, and if you want to go listen to what is a really kind of interesting philosophical discussion, uh, go over and download the Michael Moles show. Give him a boost on iTunes by downloading, subscribing, and leaving him a review. Uh, Michael's show is really good. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually turned into a really good show. When, I first, when it first started, I thought, no way we should have given this guy a show. And then I thought again, no way we should have given this show, guy a show. I still think we shouldn't have given this guy a show. But now that he has one, you should go listen to it because it's actually pretty good. So go check out the Michael Miller show. I mock because I am lukewarm. Uh, so uh, not because I love, but because I like, sort of. Uh, so go check out the Michael Knowles show. Uh, it is well worth checking out. Again, subscribe and leave a review. Um, we'll save the other thing I like for tomorrow, I think. Okay, let's do a couple of things that I hate. So there are a couple of reasons why Donald Trump should not trust Democrats. One, uh, they congenitally lie about politics. And two, they congenitally lie about politics. So Chuck Schumer yesterday comes out and he's asked about Robert Menendez. Robert Menendez is the senator from New Jersey who's in the middle of a corruption trial because basically there was this guy who was a campaign donor named Solomon Mengen, Megan, uh, and, uh, and he gave Melgen, Melgen, uh, he gave a bunch of money to to Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez apparently basically directed, allegedly, contracts toward him. Uh, and in return, Bob Menendez was granted these very expensive vacations, and uh, the allegation is hookers and all sorts of other fun treats. Uh, Chuck Schumer was asked about Bob Menendez, and Chuck Schumer basically said, no, we'll stand by him. I mean, why wouldn't we stand by him? For God's sake, we stood by Bill Clinton and Ted Kennedy. What did he do wrong? Look, Senator Menendez is, is uh, issuing a spirited defense. Uh, we all believe in the presumption of innocence in this country, and uh, um, Senator Menendez is, is fighting very hard, and we respect that greatly. Okay, so <laughs> there he is, refusing to move away from the guy who may have been involved uh, in, um, in a number of nefarious activities. Even if he's convicted, Schumer says, he may not move away from him. Okay, other things that I hate. So the view which is just a pack of jackals trying to eat each other's feet. Uh, it's, it's really quite an awful show. As I said last week, you don't need a female Lord of the Flies that already exists. Uh, Joy Behar in this version of Lord of the Flies would be Jack. In any case, uh, Joy Behar was on with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I don't know why Sarah Huckabee Sanders would agree to do this. She was on the show with Mike Huckabee, with her dad. Why would you agree to do this? As like an independent woman, why would you agree to do this? Like as an independent human, why would you agree to do this? Unless it was gonna be like a warm and fuzzy interview. It's like, I'm gonna bring my daddy to, to work day. Like, really? And then Joy Behar does this routine. I mean, this is the most condescending sexist thing that I've heard on TV in a long time. And of course it's coming out of the mouth of a person who considers herself the great apex feminist. Here she is going after Sarah Huckabee Sanders 
by asking her daddy why her daddy lets her defend Trump. Let's not pretend that he hasn't said some horrifying things about women. Okay? We know that. Just nod. You don't have to say anything. Just nod, because you know it's true. Blink. Having said that, how can you let your daughter defend him? Well, he's also empowered a lot of women. I mean, he's given my daughter... Okay, I, don't, I don't care about my Huckabee's answer, because my Huckabee's my Huckabee, but I do care about the question, right? The question, how do you let your daughter... I thought that that went out with feminism. How do you let your daughter... Right? How do you let your daughter is not a question we're allowed to ask anymore, I thought. Right? At least when, once the daughter, daughter reaches the age of maturity. You're not allowed to say, how do you let your daughter do X? Well, the answer is she's a full-grown woman who's the press secretary to the president of the United States. She can do whatever the hell she wants. But it's amazing how all of the leftist tropes about feminism go right out the window when it doesn't serve their agenda. Okay, uh, I want to make a quick note of the... The big idea, I was going to do the debt ceiling this week uh, on the big idea. Uh, I think I'm going to save it for next week instead, the importance of the debt ceiling, why it matters, and the national debt. Or maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Um, but uh, we've run out of time, unfortunately, because there was just so much news today. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow with all the rest of the news. President Trump, I implore you, stop thinking Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are your friends. They are not your friends. They are going to be your friends just so long as they have to be until they can stab you directly between the shoulder blades. Wait to see how much fun Nancy Pelosi is in 2019 if she's the Speaker of the House and moving to impeach you. Then see if this is all worth it. And no matter how much you hate Ryan and McConnell, the fact is Ryan and McConnell are a better vehicle for moving forward conservative agenda items than freaking Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. This is insanity. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.